Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Reality TV and Me. I'm your host, Kirsty, and today I have one of my favorite people that I have on this show once in a while, Mr. Brian J. Moylan of Vulture Recaps and Pretty Mess co-writing fame. I mean, welcome to the show again. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Oh my God, the pleasure is all mine. Last time you told me about you're writing a, a Housewives book, how is that coming along? It's good. It's good. Slowly but surely. Slowly yeah. but surely. So I still have plenty of time, thank God. So. Oh, good. Good. Yeah, no, I can relate. My whole plan in coming to London was to leave having a manuscript written. And, yeah, it's going uh, very slowly as well. <laughs> yeah. So I'm still researching and uh, trying to do some interviews and stuff like that. So, you know, that's that's going to take some time. The writing hopefully will be easy once I get everything together. You're just collecting the information at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I've been watching Potomac because I've never watched Potomac before. So I am indoctrinating myself right right so you're what'd you say season two you've just started uh yeah I'm like most of the way through season two okay and what do you think so far I enjoy it. the first season was kind of like a mess but there are some great I mean Giselle <laughs> is great Karen Huger's great oh my god Karen I just love but she's my favorite from Potomac um yeah so I I feel like these ladies are going to take me places so I'm into it for now yeah I I I like I don't know what is missing for from Potomac for me because individually I really enjoy all of the ladies the storylines are interesting but I just maybe it's just because it's still new and still settling I'm it's still like the bottom of the barrel for me and I'm just starting season three I'm a couple episodes in and three you know, it's getting four. wild oh sorry season four and I won't ruin anything for you That's but okay. it's, it's getting a little wild and I'm just like oh I still don't it's not like when Roni comes out and it's like oh my god I have to watch it as soon as it drops you know I'm just like right kind of you know talking myself into watching an episode yeah. but yeah Karen makes my life complete <laughs> well I'm excited to see where it goes so yeah yeah and Giselle is bomb as well so you know well yes, good I luck to you enjoy thank you thank you <laughs> so what did you think about the VPR reunion while I've got you I want to pick your brain on this because yeah. I just couldn't breathe the whole time uh oh the Vanderpump Rules reunion yeah I mean I don't love a reunion as much as other people really and, I yeah. live for them I don't love them I don't like writing about them and I don't mind watching them but nothing happens it's just Everyone yelling at James and James yelling back at them. It's like everything we've been watching all season. It's like the ball never moves forward on a reunion. You know, it's yeah. just like the same old stuff. Um, it was very Jerry Springer. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I was just kind of like, okay, I'm watching this, but meh. Yeah. Well, I was com like almost completely opposite. I was, I, it almost made me question whether or not I'm going to come back for the next season. And look, obviously I will. But it was the first time in my Vanderpump watching 
career <laughs> that I was just like, oh God, I was, my stomach was clenching. I had full on anxiety, like real time anxiety. I'm like, this isn't fun for me anymore. What is happening? It what was, was just, giving you anxiety? Because uh, I think because I really have a soft spot for James and the pile on, and like, when with James, like when he's back, this is my theory on him. When he's backed into a corner, he goes for the jugular, right? So yeah. if you have nine people on a car on a cast, you know, berating you and your girlfriend, and you feel, you know, like the like the little dog in the corner that's just like barking and barking and barking, you know, and listening. So then bite, right? And he pulls out the worst of the worst insults. Like every, he can spot people's insecurities and he'll go for it. So that's what makes him really kind of come across really aggressive and ugly, in my opinion. But I just feel for him so much that, like, watching it, even now talking about it, I'm, like, clenching clenching my pearls. I'm like, oh, God. Like, it really I brought up all this have, stuff for me. I have no sympathy for James Kennedy because he brings <laughs> it on himself. Because there are other people who have the exact same behavior you describe. Most definitely Kelly Dodd, who, that when oh, they God, come yeah. for her... She like lashes out, but then afterwards sure. she's like, "I'm sorry, I said that. That was messed up. I'm gonna try to make it better." James mm. never does that. He's never sorry for hurting people's feelings. He he is is angry at them for all ganging up on him, but he's treated them all so badly. And whenever they give him the chance to make amends, he just doubles down on being a jerk to them. And I mean, <laughs> you so can't true. expect these people to to keep putting up with you. If you're not going to have some sort of, you know, realization. I mean, they're not like great people, but he needs to say <laughs> they're good graces to be on the show. And he has said and done awful things to these people. Yeah, you're right. He has. I mean, and, and the thing I think you're I think that's what he's missing as well, because they've all said and done horrible things to each other. But for some reason, James's actions are unforgivable. And you're probably right. It's probably because. He, when, even if he says sorry, which is rare, he's like, well, I'm sorry. Like, it's so disingenuous. Right. So, yeah, maybe that's, maybe that's what he needs to do is just, like, bow and down a little bit. also that he wants their approval. Like, Kelly Dodd doesn't really care if he's he like, feels oh, fuck. <laughs> but James wants and needs them to like him so much and tries to get them to be nice to him by doing absolutely nothing. And then where they're not, he turns around and talks shit about them. It's like, oh, I don't need them. I'm better than them anyway. And it's like, dude, you can't have it both ways. Like, oh you either God, need so to true. get them to like you or decide you don't care what they think, but you can't have both. <laughs> so it's so right. I just have, like, um, I don't know what it is in me. I, there must be something about James that just reminds me of myself and my vulnerabilities. And I'm just, like... I, I just cannot see the bad in him, but I can hear what you're saying and I'm picking up what you're putting down, but I'm just like, oh, I gotta protect my baby bird. <laughs> and I mean, he was raised by animals. Wolves. <laughs> yeah, so like, I get it, but at the same time, at some point we all need to get over our stuff and totally. become fully functional adults. And that, and I don't know how I feel about Stassi Schroeder being a fully functional adult now. She's it's reasonable. She, she's giving good advice. I don't know <laughs> if you saw her on Summer House, but I mean, I was no, like, I don't watch that how summer house. is Stassi 
like she was telling these people what's what, giving them good relationship advice. And I was like, <laughs> who are you? And what did you do with Sassy? It's crazy to it's me. It's strange. Like the, where we've gone, this is what my concern is, where we are with Vanderpump, I don't know what's next. Like, because we have got the James and the Raquels of the world, a.k.a. Rachel. That blew my mind when I found out that was her real name. Wait, her real um, name is Rachel? Her real name is Rachel. And um, you probably know this, but Lala's real name is Lauren. What oh, is I didn't know either of those. I, I, I mean, I've just heard these things in the grapevine. Like, I have no proof for it, but I believe it wholeheartedly. I am just like, what is, what is, what, what even is life anymore? I don't know what up and up is down, down is up. It's just, yeah. But I believe I'm, all of that. Uh, right? <laughs> well, um, I, well, we have um, these, like, sorry, go. What I think about Vanderpump Rules is I totally agree with you. And I feel like there are two competing factions on the Vanderpump Rules. And it's, like, the original people, like the Tom and Tom and Jax and Katie and Kristen and all those guys who have now bought like $2 million houses in the Valley (laughs) and are married and settling down and having kids. And then there's the James and the Lala and the Billy Lee and all those guys Mm -hmm. who are like young and sleeping with each other and partying. And I think that we need to split them in two. I completely agree. The original cast, like what we loved about it originally was that these are people in their 20s getting wasted and sleeping with each other. And mm-hmm. the original cast isn't that anymore. And I think that's cool because we've never really had a show about people in their early 30s grappling with becoming adults in the way See, that these guys are now. And so See, I, think- I hate that because that's oh, really? like my actual life. Like <laughs> my, all my fr- I'm 30. All my friends are like, I'm a single gal on the prowl. But also just not on the prom. I'm like, no, <laughs> can't deal with it right now. But all my friends are getting married, getting engaged, popping out little minions. And I don't want to see that. I'm struggling with dealing with, you know, these tiny humans in my life as is. I don't want to see it on my escapism. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I hope your friends don't behave like Kristen and Kate. <laughs> Because if they do, you really need to examine your choice of friends. (laughs) And so I think that, you know, Tom and Tom are still going to be Tom and Tom and crazy and stupid and whatever. And they're still going to be themselves and be ridiculous. But they're entering in a new phase of life that is not what was the initial promise of Vanderpump Rules. Totally. A new group of kids to uh, come in and be that. And I mean, let Sheena quit. Sir, let Katie quit <laughs> already. I mean, you know, barely any of them actually work there anymore. Like, let's just get rid of the pretense that they work in this restaurant and get <laughs> the cat, you know, the crew of the restaurant now in their own show. Well, okay, so let's transition a little into Beverly Hills with this question to tide us over. So, what is uh, Okay, so I'm confused. I, we had Brandy on um, Beverly Hills this week, and mm-hmm. she said something about Lisa um, working on three shows. Oh, no, she said that it's on Instagram. Um, she said, Lisa has three three TV shows on the works. She'll be fine because she's announced that she's not coming to the reunion and she's not coming back, which I have right. issues with that we can talk about. But I'm wondering, do you think that they are splitting the cast and maybe doing a, a fresh 
take on Vanderpump rules and then doing a separate thing with this new with the with the older the older generation of the cast that we know and love. I mean, do you have any information on that? Because I'm just guessing. I have no concrete information at okay. all. But the rumors that I heard is that there's going to be a uh, Vegas, because she has that Vanderpump Ooh. Vegas thing. Right, right. And that there's going to be like a Vanderpump Rules Vegas. Oh, my God. And that also, su- supposedly what's made the women of Beverly Hills angry was that Lisa was angling for a Vanderpump Dogs spinoff. Well, yeah, that was kind of where they were pushing that hard, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. And and so I think that those are probably the three shows that Brandy is talking about. Right. That's the impression I got. I mean, I didn't I didn't know it was a Vegas thing, but I figured where the cast is going, it's so everyone I've spoken to, there is such an obvious divide and everyone has said there this needs to be two shows. So yeah. obviously, you know, Andy Cohen could see that as well. And maybe they're taking that step. But yeah, the Vanderpump Dogs thing, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'll watch it. Because <laughs> puppies and that's, Lisa, but. Yeah, that's true. I feel like it needs to be a different format than Vanderpump Rules. Like, I think it needs to be more about the dogs and their owners or something like that. Because I don't really care to watch the staff of Vanderpump Dogs, like, sleep around yeah. and yell at each other. Same. Yeah. I mean, look, I love, I love that as a concept, but I didn't warm to the cast as much as like, like the people that we've met, the, the, the John's. John Sessions. And, the, yeah. yeah. I haven't warmed to them and you know, who knows in time I probably would because you watch anything long enough <laughs> and, you, and you fall in love with everybody. But you know, I I'm, feel like if we made it 30 minutes and it's about, a dog that comes in and by the end it finds a family. I would oh watch that, like a million of those. That you know is what I mean? That is already my favorite show, and I'm my I'm like welling up. Okay, if they do that, I am all in. <laughs> right, that's a great idea. Like something so, like that, as opposed to another Vanderpump Rules, but at the dog place. I think you need to pitch that. That is gold. Bravo. Get, get at me. I have I have notions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there's a show here. Do you know who Chris and Kem are? Here, no. I mean, by, in the UK. Yes. Chris and Kem were these two guys that were on Love Island, and they, um, they became best friends. And so they've both broken up with the girls that they were with on Long Island, but they have this enduring romance. Cute. And they're super hilarious together. And they have this show called Chris and Kem versus the world where they go <laughs> and people give them ridiculous challenges. Like who can be the quietest in the library and who, can, <laughs> you know, win a beer pong and you know, stupid things like that. And they go all around the UK doing this stuff. I oh want my God. a Tom and Tom version <gasps> of Chris and Kem versus the world. That would be comedy gold yeah yes like, I'm, I fully I'm going around it. doing stupid things together like I would watch the fuck out of this <laughs> oh my god I love that they're just such bumbling idiots I love yeah. um Tom Sandoval so much he is my perfect man I just you I just die like for him. defense James Kennedy <laughs> probably <laughs> <laughs> um what was I going to say yeah with that like you 
you're like me. You're absorbing as because we're both in the UK. I shall remind everyone. You like you are absorbing as much of this UK trash TV as possible. And I am so on board. I'm loving. I looked for that show that you mentioned on Bitch Sesh, where people have to critique their partners. Like, oh, my face are yours. Oh, my God. And I watched a few clips on YouTube, and honestly, it was so cringe. Not even I could watch it, which is saying something. So good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So, bringing it back to Brandy, do you think, first of all, were you happy to see her again? Are you a Brandy fan or no? I'm a massive Brandy fan. I'm always willing to have her on my screen. Um, and do you think she will come on this trip? Oh, I don't think she's... No, she's not on the trip. Oh, she's not? Okay. Oh, because we've seen the pictures of who's on the trip, and right. Brandy's not included. Um, I feel like maybe if Denise was actually going on the trip, Brandy might have come along, but... Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that Denise wasn't going, so that's that's what's happened there Yeah, as well. because her yeah. house is burning down. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm so dumb. <laughs> yeah. So, no, and, and we had seen Instagrams and stuff from the cast while they were in France and knew that Lisa, Camille, and Denise were all not on the trip. Lisa, because she had stopped filming, and right. um, Camille and Denise because of the fires. Right. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, so it's just the five of them. So, I feel like they showed us some argument and stuff. I, I'm curious to see how this trip is going to go. I'm curious to see what the second half of the season is going to be like if um, they get to a point where they're no longer talking about Lisa and the drama isn't about Lisa Mm -hmm. anymore. Like, to see what the show might be like without Lisa. I'm okay with it so far. But, like, you say she's still very much a character um, because they're talking about her so much. But, yeah, I, I thought I would miss her more because I really love her on Vanderpump Rules. But I have yes. not missed her, um, and no. I think I think we'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. And I've I've always said that I love her on Vanderpump Rules, and I hate her on on Beverly Hills because yeah. on Vanderpump Rules she's meddling, but like who cares if she meddles with these kids' lives? She's in charge of them. Whereas totally. When she's meddling with the women, they're all supposedly on equal footing, and so they don't like it as much, and you end up with all this backstage drama that you're seeing on screen and you don't fully understand it. And I think that the best indication of what it's going to be like without Lisa is when they went on that camping trip where they didn't really talk about her. They were having fun together. And that was, has so far been one of my favorite episodes this season. So I I agree. It's it's going to be uh, good stuff. Yeah. I mean that, that episode, yeah, I agree. That was one of the best of this season so far and that was I think the first episode that she wasn't in at all um and it was fine like I you don't even really notice it you know it was it was all except when um you know comparably when Erica hasn't been in episodes because she's been rehearsing or touring you feel it you know so um that's that says something about our Uh, little Lisa yeah and I think that but I am with you. I mean, they needed to exercise her contract and be like, bitch, you need to show up to this reunion. Right, exactly. I'm really disappointed she's not coming to the reunion. I mean, like, and it's the same with um, Luann last year when she, you know, 
I mean, I don't know if she was actually in rehab because then what can you do? But she kind of boycotted the reunion and it really pissed a lot of people off, including myself. It's like, just stand up and own your shit and say what you got to say. Take the the heat because it, you know it's coming. And yeah, I mean, I think that I think it's really, uh, I think I don't think it's a disservice to the fans if you don't make that effort. Well, and I think that we've seen Lisa just say, uh, "I didn't do it," period, and then stop talking to anybody. And she hasn't, you know, discussed the lie detector. She hasn't discussed. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, there's been no no one saying, like, yeah, Lisa, okay, but X, Y, Z. And challenging yeah. her on the things she's saying. And I think that, you know, we need to see that. And I think it would be good for her because now she just looks guilty. She looks like she has Get it out in the open. Exactly. Yeah. It, yeah. And that, I mean, that lie detector, that was the most oh ridiculous thing that's ever been on TV. <laughs> the worst. I mean, <laughs> shocked that no one has done it before. Yeah, right? I know. Which, I mean, A+. plus. Like, I appreciate Lisa's dedication to the reality television arts and sciences. Because, (laughs) like, that lie detector was a fucking smart move. But, I mean, the way she did it was so fucking bullshit. Mm -hmm. And that was her way. I I felt when we heard that she wasn't attending the reunion, that I felt like that was her way of being like, well, this is my argument. Obviously, I didn't do it. Right. When apparently this is this lie detector guy, he's the one that, you know, Dr. Phil gets. Yeah. And, you know, he's on all of the TV shows pretty much. Like, he's the TV lie detector dude that you can pay off, right? So, and they weren't even really... lie detector questions. It was, do you think these people are your real friends? <laughs> it's like, dude. What, what do you think of uh, Dorit's new face? I mean, yeah. it's like yeah oh my god it was so awful and I mean the women said it as soon as they found out which is that um no one asked her to take this test and no one believes her anyway (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) and I think that was really the best part of Brandy showing up is one more person to say this is totally what Lisa does and exactly and even if she didn't plan this specific story this is what she does. And so she can't get mad at them for believing that this this is how she works. Exactly. Even if this story, you know, even if she's 100% truthful in this story, which, I mean, I, I don't really believe, um, she has done this same process enough times that, you know, it's like the, the boy who cried wolf. You know, yes. she, no one's going to believe you even if you're truthful this, in this moment. Right. Exactly. So, and, and I think that it's good that we reevaluate Brandy a little bit because I think I was always a big fan of her. And when uh, things kind of turned for me was when there was this whole thing with, did she or did she not bring the tabloids? And did right. we really do that? And do we really care? And why does that matter? And why are they fighting about this? And then everyone kind of turned on Brandy and she became like a James Kennedy, like lashing yeah. out at everybody. And that's it's when been- I really turned on Brandy and was like, girl, you need to rein it back. But I think that a lot of that was in reaction to no one believing her. Totally. It's like Lisa. the, um, yeah, it's like the abusive boyfriend in a relationship. Like the sociopath always keeps their cool, you know, and they just pull the strings behind closed doors. So they look like they're completely sane. 
and the person in the relationship is losing their fucking mind, like banging their head against the wall because they're like, can't you see what's happening? Yeah. So I think you're right. Like I'm, I always liked Brandy, but because she looked um, like in, you know, in, in inverted commas, crazy, uh, yeah. that like really shook a lot of people, you know, and also she's damaged as well. Like, she, you know, she's got oh, a lot of her totally. issues that are, would come up when under stress, but yeah, yeah. Lisa, like, I mean, I'm late to the party, but you know, her, the way she keeps her cool and the way that Ken vehemently defends her no matter what, it's pretty scary how, how deep it goes. Like I'm finally, I'm finally seeing it. <laughs> yeah. And I don't understand, like, I mean, it's always been weird to me how every housewife has people that love her and people that hate her. Right. And I, I understand that. And I understand why a lot of people like Lisa Vanderpump, but I don't understand how they are just like Lisa, where it's like, if you say anything negative about her, like you're awful, you're in these people's pocket and they like come after you on social media and mm. stuff. And I, I don't understand what it is about her that incites this blind devotion. Is that different to the other housewives that you've noticed? Because I feel um, like most people would have like really, really strong followings on social media that kind of just like blindly follow them to the end. I, the vehemence and yeah. of the Lisa Vanderpump stands and how if you say anything negative about her, they come after you, I feel is different to anyone. And I've slagged off wow. just about every housewife <laughs> except for Sonia Morgan, who I love unconditionally. Oh, yeah. we have to go. We have to go there. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I I just find it to be much more intense, and I think oh. it's the dog stuff. I think it's because right. the people who are dog people see the good she does, and I'm I'm not taking away from that. Like I think what she's doing, helping dogs, is great. Of but course. Sort of equate that with Lisa, and so she can do no wrong in their eyes. And yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, people can do really great things and and be nice people, but not good people. You know, people have different shades to them. And I'm a flip flopper, like all the way through. Like, I mean, for example, it was transitioned to New York because you just brought up Sonia. Like Sonia, I'm with you. Loved her from the word go. But Bethany, I'm obsessed with, and I've always thought she's hilarious, but I have flip-flopped with her every, not even every season, every, almost every episode. Yes. Um, this is my first season that I've actually loved, Ram- I mean, okay, loved is a strong word, but I'm hearing Ramona as the voice of reason. She's coming to her own. Like, people, you know, it first it depends on the editing, and then it also yeah. depends on where, where that person is in their life and how comfortable they are. So, I mean... Yeah, that's that's interesting to hear what's because I don't I don't do recap written recaps like you do. Um, you probably hear a lot, see a lot more of that than than I ever would. So, mm, yeah, I just started the brunt of it. blocking all the Lisa Vanderpump stands. So they, <laughs> I don't know if if I block I got rid of all of them or if they're just not bothering me anymore. But yeah, I was getting a lot of it and whatever. Yeah, but yeah. you're right. I, I agree with you that there are, some, like, we definitely go on journeys. Uh, Bethany is a great one. Like, I love <laughs> so Bethany, true. and then she came back, and I hated her. And then mm-hmm. I, I 
and now I kind of like her again. And yeah, I'm enjoying her this season. I think she's she's great. Um, but let's talk about your both of our basically soulmate in Rooney, Sonia Morgan. God, I love her so much. I mean, we've had the new episode just out, but what did you think about last week with her drunken manic in Luann's words um, ways? <laughs> well, while well, I'm going to segue from like Brandy Glanville to Sonia yes. Morgan, which is I think that they have a similar thing though it manifests itself in different ways in that both of them are usually right but they have a hard time communicating it Mm. and brandy's thing is when she gets angry she gets articulate inarticulate and says fuck you you're a cunt rather than explaining why she feels wronged or upset but usually when she feels wronged or upset her feelings are valid and i feel the same thing happens with sonia where She's usually right, but she can't really get the words together to yeah. for everyone to understand her point. And they're like, Sonia's crazy. And the other thing they both do, like I can relate to both of them on a, a, a level that is probably deeper than I'd like to admit. Um, but the other thing they both do is that when they're hurt or when they're angry, um, they drink. And so that... Yeah accelerates the problem even more and and makes them you know anger my grandfather told me this anger is a moment uh, like creates a moment of insanity that's why you're inarticulate when you're like like fuming with rage because your brain isn't like actually functioning properly anymore so if you add alcohol to the mix and you know heartache and all of this shit i mean it's a lot for one little brain to take in (laughs) Of right. course you're going to be a Sonia Morgan, like, falling on the ground. The body's just, like, can't, cannot compute, like, shutting <laughs> well, down. <laughs> especially when she's going up against someone like Bethany, who is so articulate, yes. so smart, and she's trying to have an argument with her, and Bethany's just, like, barreling after her. So, I mean, <laughs> how can Sonia defend herself? And so that's why I always feel for her, because Sonia is usually right. She's just... Yes. Doesn't always express herself in the best way. And I mean, Sonia has always been a messy drunk. It's nothing new. But I think the difference is between her and someone like, say, Luann, is that Sonia knows when her drinking is a problem and cuts back. Or she'll go on a bender on the trip, and then she's back in New York and she's fine. Exactly. And She's like a teenager, you know, drinking yes. for the first time. And this is kind of, I, I understand the diff, like, I understand what you're saying. Because, like, it's, I remember being like that at, like, 16. You know, you go out on a weekend, you get absolutely shit-faced. And, you know, you wake up in a pool of your own vomit. And then you're right. just like, well, that was a mistake. Then you go to school on Monday. You're, you know, obviously not drinking through the week. And right. repeat on the weekend. That is Sonia Morgan to me. She just never learnt her limits. She likes to have a good time on a holiday. She knows she's safe. You know, yep. production's going to take care of her. She's got her house. She got a week off. She doesn't have a daughter. Like, I, I think you're right. Like, she's just, this is, she's like, this is my opportunity to lose my shit. And she's not going to do it again for another few months. Yeah. And I feel the same way about Dorinda in that I don't think Dorinda has an alcohol problem. Dorinda's just a mean drunk. 
And so she gets drunk and she gets mean. <laughs> Whereas Sonia's a fun drunk, so she gets wasted. Right. <laughs> and she falls on the table and she's like, I'm going to knock you out. I'm going to knock you out. And like, <laughs> it's like, oh my God, she can't help but be hysterical. I love her so much. I love, I want to party with her more than anyone else in the whole world. She's I, just, oh, I want to be on Snatch Guard for Sonia. <laughs> the, the troubling thing I find about Sonia lately, though, is how. She has an incessant monologue that she she's always talking. <laughs> she's always saying something. And I feel like to be with her doing that would I'm be exhausting. <laughs> yeah. It's just at that at the freaking um rehearsal for Luann. I mean, of course Luann asked her if she was on anything. She was off her rocket. I said exactly. this last week when I was talking to um Erin Martin and, you know, we were discussing whether or not she was high or mixing drugs and alcohol or what. I honestly, I have been like that because I have bipolar. And when I'm manic, I mean, usually it's it's like that's not a hard, I wouldn't call that like a hardcore manic high. But that's what I'm like. And it's just I'm not on anything. I'm not drunk. It's just the like chemicals in my brain going, all right, it's go time, bitches. And you are, you're like, like so excited about everything. You have to comment on every little thing that's going on in the room. And it's, it's like, you don't, it, I just found that so hilarious. And so it must've been so fucking irritating. Like, oh my God. Absolutely. <laughs> like, and that's what I say, you know, I, I love to watch these women. I don't want to have dinner with any of them. Like, <laughs> I don't want to have to deal with this in real life. I just want to deal with it on my television screen and watching other people suffer through this it. This is so true. Oh my god, she needs to like. I have I have my friends trained now that I if I am if ever in the, that Sonia state, they're just like, okay, you're you're yelling at me because you, your volume goes up and up and up. You don't realize, and you're fi- like shouting in someone's face because you're just so excited by life. Yeah, <laughs> and they just like you know they know, they know how to be like, okay, just you know, be a little bit quieter. Take a breath. Like, they're good with me. But obviously, Sonia hasn't got these bitches trained quite right yet. (laughs) No. And, yeah, I think that Sonia's just always like that. And maybe she had one too many coffees that day. And so she was a little bit amped up. But, yeah, I don't think Sonia's on drugs. That doesn't I mean, well, they test the the sexy paramedics came in and tested her. I was actually surprised she's not even on just, like, I mean – I thought the whole world was on antidepressants and anti-anxiety and all of this stuff. And Sonia Morgan is clean. I was like, damn, um, yo. No, remember? Because Sonia went on Lexapro and then it made her fat. So she quit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Which, I mean, relatable. Sonia, right? relatable. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God, I just love her. We, I like, I just that last episode. A lot of people were feeling heavy about it because it was just so Sonia heavy. But yeah. I, I could have watched Sonia TV like oh for a month God. straight. I just find it all so hilarious. But if I was there and that was my drunk friend who wouldn't trust, <laughs> would just be like, "I want to kiss you. I, you're so beautiful. Let's have sex." I would have been like, "What the fuck?" Up. Yeah, that's so Art true. Drunk. You're like, get off me. Yeah. But on TV, I'm like, girl, this is great. I love it. But we did learn something about her. She's allergic to dust mites. <laughs> I just found that. So, I don't know why. That made me laugh out loud. I wanted to be no, but I'm allergic to dust mites. Like, 
And even Bethany was like, when they when the paramedics came in, Sonia's like, oh my god, they're so hot. Bethany's like, yeah, you know what? Surprisingly, they actually are really hot. <laughs> I know. I love how they wouldn't show their faces and they altered the voices. Voices. Oh my god. Oh, uh, let's I let's move on to um, Dabney. Did you know that Tinsley's sister's name was Dabney with a B and not Daphne? I did know that. Yes. What? But I think that's the hell. I knew of Tinsley Mortimer um, previously. Yeah. Uh, okay. First she time. didn't make it to Australia, so this is my this is my introduction to Tinsley. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Daphne. Uh, the whole like she's mentioned her a few times, and um, every time I'm like Daphne. Oh, that's a nice. Like I literally will internal monologue be like, that's a nice name. I mean, her and then they put him in Tinsley. <laughs> you know what? You're right. I'm just like used were to it. I'm used to it now. <laughs> through the I'm baby book. <laughs> I just never heard of Dabney. When it came on screen, I'm like, that's a spelling mistake. <laughs> they got to check themselves, those editors. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, yeah, what do you think? I mean, I feel a little bit, uh, the whole Scott situation with Tinsley, I feel a little bit I feel very bad for her, to be honest, because she does want a baby and to settle down and all of that stuff. But I really think that Scott kind of love-bombed her, and it's it, it, I felt like it was kind of aggressive. When they were doing the flat. I hadn't realized how intense it was until they did the flashbacks on him sending her the flowers and, you know, right. turning up unexpectedly and all of this stuff that's just like you've a, – a girl like Tinsley – Similar to me in that you grow up on fucking Disney and you're taught that, you know, the man is going to be like Scott and fly in on a freaking um, unicorn and scoop you up and solve all your problems. And then he kind of did that for the first few months, makes her naturally fall in obsessive, obsessive love with him and then takes it all away. That's got to be soul crushing. I don't then, feel like we're getting the whole story with the Scott situation, though. Oh, because interesting. I, I, well, that you're right. He was behaving like that. It was super sweet and romantic and whatever. But then at some point, Scott disappears, and we only hear what's going on from Tinsley's point of view. True. And so was it that Scott didn't want her on the show and wanted her to move to Chicago? And she said, I can't move to Chicago because then I can't be on the show. And that's what was separating them. Or was it that Scott didn't want to be on the show? Or was it that Scott was pulling away because he was being distant? Like, I, I feel like we're, we know what happened was that he kind of started pulling away and wanted her there more and didn't mm. want to engage in her life. But we don't really get the whys and wherefores because we're not hearing from Scott anymore. And, and I think that there's more to this story. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I was confused because they kind of made it out that he didn't want to be on the show anymore. But he was you don't usually get someone that's appeared on the show several times then to suddenly turn around and be like, oh, I didn't like this anymore. You know, right. I, I found I, I, I agree with you. There are some pieces to the story missing. Tinsley's another one for me that is just a James for me where I'm just I, I think I see too much of myself in her right. where I just want to support her wholeheartedly. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel for her, but I. My problem with Tinsley is that she's so rigid in, yes. in her perception of how things should be, where it's like, 
why couldn't she live in New York for six months and film the show and then live it without Scott and then live in Chicago for six months with Scott when she's not filming the show? Why totally. couldn't she have a baby on her own and then meet somebody? You know, it's her mother has drilled into her. Here is the man you're going to marry. Here's what's going to happen, et cetera, et cetera. And mm. that is what she is going for. I think much to her detriment because she's going to end up not getting anything she wants. I agree. Dale is a piece of work. <laughs> Dale is a piece of work. And I also think that Tinsley did what she was supposed to do, what Dale taught her to do, which was find a nice, handsome, attractive, wealthy, rich man and marry him and, mm-hmm. you know, stick with it. And she was, she divorced him. She was miserable. She didn't want that life anymore. Yeah, that's and, true. And so I, I, that's what I, I find interesting about Tinsley. And I, I came to a realization this season that the Real Housewives of New York is really a ghost story. And that all of these women are haunted. Oh, my God. By something. That is the most, that's amazing. And You've just blown my tiny mind. And that's what Tinsley is haunted by, this, like, idea of what she's supposed to want and how it it, it didn't work out and Pen she's going out. for it again. And it's like, Tinsley, fucking try something new. You Ghost of relationships past. Yeah. They all are. Sonia, Bethany. I mean, all of these women are single. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're so and right. I mean, Dorinda literally thinks her ex-husband lives in a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> You know? I mean, who are we to say? <laughs> yeah. I, Bethany's, you know, maybe or not fiance just died. Like, yeah. yeah, they're all just Ramona's dealing with that fucking awful childhood. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Speaking of Ramona, it's been nice seeing Mario again. He is just so fucking hot. I, I can't cope. I never understood people who are shippers, like uh, in Twilight or Buffy the Vampire Slayer or whatever show they watch, how they really want two characters to get together so badly. Until? Until Mario started coming back. And I want them to get back together so bad. Me too. They, like, if they're not... I don't think they're having sex because I kind of, I don't, not that I trust Ramona, but I trust Sonia. And she's like, Ramona's not that kind of gal. But I, I want them to so bad. Like that sexual chemistry between them. I mean, fireworks. We could all dream of. Oh my God. And they just deserve each other in a way like (laughs) nobody else does. And whenever you see Ramona dating somebody who she kind of likes, they're, Mario exactly 2.0 yeah and it's like that new guy she had at that party is a taller Mario (laughs) looked exactly like him yeah Yeah, you're right she's 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 dating Mario Um, just go back to Mario forgive him already and just right oh I I want to watch that show so bad I want to watch that love story evolve you know what maybe next season we just gotta, we just gotta hold out hope. Yeah, I'm just gonna. So does Mario live in Miami part time now or something? Why is he down there? I have no idea. He's, he's just sort of been around a lot, so maybe he does, or maybe he, I don't know, his work down there or something. You'd probably know more than I would. Yeah, I don't know, but 
I will get to yeah. the bottom of this. Get I'm to the gonna, bottom and let us I'm know. Start stalking Mario. Oh my god. Any final words of wisdom before we wrap it up? I don't think so, except that everybody needs to get into Love Islands this season. Love Island, it's Love Island okay. time. I'm so excited. When does that start? Or has it already started? It started on Monday. So okay. we're just in the very beginning stages of it. Are and you they're recapping doing... that? Uh, no. It's every it's literally every single day it's on. Oh, it's too much, yeah. Yeah, that's like way too much. And I don't write for that many British publications and yeah, so nobody wants it yet. But um, what, what British publications do you do you write recaps for British TV shows? No, I just oh, okay. do the Housewives right yeah. now. Yeah, and I've been working on some other projects, so I've I haven't been recapping a ton other than right now I'm just doing um, Beverly Hills and New York, and then when New York ends, I'm doing Southern Charm. Nice. When yep. I thought Dallas would be out by now, but I guess. We got Potomac instead. Is Dallas on its way? Yeah, because when Beverly Hills ends, uh, I think Orange County will come back. And, oh my God! <laughs> and County. Orange County's on at the same time as uh, Dallas usually, which is why I don't recap Dallas. I recap Orange County. Right. Okay. Andy just has us, he, he's just got us wrapped around his little finger, doesn't he? He's just done us so good keeping these shit shows rolling week by week, all year round. I just love him so much for that. I don't <laughs> understand why Real Housewives of New York can't be on 52 weeks a year. It should be. Like, can't we just send camera crews after them all the time? I mean... It, it would be a gold mine. Everyone would watch that. I think yeah. it's probably too stressful for the ladies. I mean, people true. get arrested. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just like it's it's a uh, it's too much. They shitting I themselves. I wish they would film two seasons in a row because I want a summertime Real Housewives of New York, like with them in the Hamptons and the, you know mm. all of that going on. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, tell us where we can find you, Brian Moylan. Um, you can find me on all social medias at Brian J. Moylan. And then I am on Vulture uh, Tuesday nights and Wednesday nights immediately following Real Houses of Beverly Hills and Real Houses of, of New York. The recaps are up. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining me again. It's always so much fun getting the inside scoop. I just I just love it. And uh, I have one more thing to say to you. Yes. You flues, you lose. Oh, <laughs> shit. I'm feeling that. I am 100% feeling that. I died when Bethany said that. You flues, you lose. That's my new, like, saying from now on. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Love it. Talk to you soon, all right? All right. Take care. Thank you. Oh, my God. What a treasure. I absolutely love talking to Brian. He is just an enigma wrapped in a riddle and cash. <laughs> Um, so just a quick reminder, please five star, um, and rate and review the show. Uh, it makes a huge difference to send me up the ladder and make people, make my show more accessible to people, um, in iTunes. 
Uh, it's also available on Google Play and Spotify and SoundCloud. Um, so yes, get in touch with me on Instagram at reality TV and me, and make sure you tell your friends. Lots of love, boys. <laughs>